Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. So last week, Anna and I went to church camp, the same church camp, but we go to two different churches and our experiences were very different. So we just wanted to kind of talk about that and talk about how um, God really showed up that week for us and the things he maybe showed us or reminded us of and taught us. And we might have a couple silly ones and we might have mostly serious ones, but we just kind of wanted to talk about that because... Um, it's fun for us, but it's also, as adults, very different now mm-hmm. than what it used to be. And so, um, yeah, so some of you might be able to relate to this, and some of you maybe have no idea what church camp is like. So we're going to kind of talk about that, too. So, yeah. So, um, I guess just jumping right into it. Um, Anna, what would you say, very simply, what church camp is for people who don't know, just quickly? Well, church camp is usually a group of churches uh, getting together for one week, a period of five days, um, (laughs) at a campground, and you do all kinds of things with your church group um, and different church groups around you. Um, Like, ours includes, like, tournaments. um, Like, athletic tournament type things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bible quiz, so, like, where the church, different church groups participate um and answer questions about the bible for a plaque yeah like and, it's an actual medal and notoriety and yeah. bragging rights yeah um except we don't brag because no, <laughs> oh, no i guess the lord wants us to be humble yeah some people probably do brag for sure though um and a lot of other things like we have free time where you can go swimming or play bingo <laughs> or play gaga ball lots of gaga ball mm-hmm. um and then during the evening there's usually a worship service um and yeah, it's just a really good opportunity to and get away classes. from the. Oh yeah, we have classes. Wow, Sarah, <laughs> let me finish my thought. What if I was getting there? Gosh. No, during the evening there's a worship service, um, and then during the day, like at our ch- church camp, we have classes. Yeah. And Sarah was a teacher of one of those classes. <laughs> she Anna. taught the 11th and 12th grade girls. Yeah. So. Other church camp, church, excuse me, other church camps might look different in the way they set up their day, but like, like for instance, Anna, when she was a kid, her church camp looked pretty different in some ways. Yeah. Um, but then in other ways there were similarities, you know, but the whole purpose of church camps is for different local churches, like different churches to just come together and praise God and kids to learn about God and what, what Jesus has done for us and how you can be saved and, and all that. And you also build relationships through this and, you know, they're socializing obviously to it also, but, um, it's just a camp for God basically. Mm -hmm. Um, and to teach others about God. And you're really getting away from the world and the distractions of the world. Yeah. Also, if you hear stuff in the background, my son is playing in his room, so... Um, but anyway. By himself? <laughs> yes. No, with his father. Um, but anyway, so, so yeah, that's kind of like the foundation of church camp. But obviously, they can sometimes look different. But yeah. Um, so, Anna, what was um, church camp like for you as a kid? Because you started going to the same church camp that I had always gone to. 2014. Yeah. So, before that, you went to the one that was pretty different in some ways. So. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. So, I grew up independent fundamental Baptist, Um, so my church camp did look quite a bit different, and yet at the same time, not so different, because we had the same basic structure. Mm -hmm. The big difference was, like, I had to wear culottes, couldn't wear shorts. (laughs) Um, That was pretty awful. Um, (laughs) No, I'm kidding. It wasn't that bad. Um, Well, it isn't when you're used to it. No, it's not. And I was. Um, Like, boys sat on one side of the tabernacle, girls sat on the other side. We had to keep that separated. Yeah. But other than that, I think it was pretty much the same. Um, I do remember doing a little bit more, like, Bible-focused stuff at the church camp I went to growing up, as well as they had us going, like, a lot more intensely than we do at Ozark Baptist Encampment, which is the church camp Sarah and I go to. Um, now they know where we live. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just teasing it. Oh no, gosh. we could live other places. Right? Yeah. Right? Just because it's in Salem Springs. Isn't, and by the way, neither of us live in Salem Springs. Yes, so. you don't know where we live. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they know we don't live in Salem Springs. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, 
I think mine, they had this going a lot more intensely, so I felt like I was a lot more tired as a kid, actually, ironically enough, than I have been as a older teenager and grown-up going. Yeah. Because um, they had us going from, like, baseball to volleyball to whatever. Like, and yeah. they were, like, forced group activities. At our camp now... Well, it you, used to be different. You used to... Yeah, we yeah, also used to But now it is a lot more relaxed. Yeah. It is a lot more relaxed now. Um, also, I think they did focus a little more than the camp I go to now on, like, incorporating Bible stuff into... Our activities. Like the like the fun activities, like games and yeah. stuff. Yeah. We did something called the Romans Road Relay. Um, and also we did the Books of the Bible Relay. We had to run down and say the next book of the Bible and run back. And then the Romans Road Relay was we had to, like, go down, quote a verse from the Romans Road and run back. So Interesting. I really, I mean, like, it's a good way to memorize yeah. scripture, though, and, like, yeah. things like that. And honestly... I killed it at those games because, you know, <laughs> I knew my stuff. <laughs> so, Ask I always enjoyed it. <laughs> there you go. Um, I'm also very humble. <laughs> about it, in case you can't Yeah, because humble people say they're humble. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, so me as a kid, it was different from that. Like, our activity, so, so for instance, like, the, the camp I went to then is the same exact organization that Anna and I both go to now. I've gone to the same church camp my whole life. But I will say with different people in charge, you know, things do change with some things. But, like, um, so, like, right now, they are more relaxed on certain things. But it's not, it's not like, bad stuff. More it's than just, they have been. But, yeah. yeah. But I, but, um, it's, like, that sounds, I hope people don't think that that's a bad, that, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. No. I'm just saying. The biggest focus is still Christ. And yeah. That's the most important Exactly. Thing. And the kids still have fun. And that's all that matters, too. So, um, anyway, but. So, other than, like, little things that are more relaxed, overall, the structure is basically the same. Um, I will say, though, the one thing I miss, if any of you OBE people be listening, you gotta hear me out now. You're gonna talk about, I know what you're gonna say. What? Cottage cheese. No. I thought that's what you are gonna talk about. What about the cottage cheese? What? That you miss the cottage cheese? They have cottage cheese. No, they do? At the salad bar. Markham ate it every day this week. That what? Last week. Yes. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> to visit the salad bar more no i did visit the salad bar i just didn't see it literally every day i had salad almost every what the heck they had cottage cheese right next to the potato salad that is embarrassing for me that's funny no i was gonna say human Oops. foosball yes <laughs> okay that was fun. so i'm not gonna go into detail about human foosball is but it's literally like if you think of a foosball table like you play with your hands and the little people um it's the same thing but literally life-size like you're it's playing fun. as a, like, it's, there's a big, soft, it's soft, but it's, like, it's a big ball, giant, like, probably over half my size. Yeah, and like, it's, it's kind of like, well, it is, it's human foosball, it's kind of like soccer, but you have to stay in your spot. Yeah, and, like, you yeah. have these big poles, basically, to hold on to, and they spin, so you can, like, slide back and forth, and you have, like, four people or whatever with you on your line, and anyway, so you are the men that you usually play with on the table foosball. But, oh, I missed that. We had that at my camp growing up, too. I went to, I, I'm from Missouri, and that's why I went to church camp. And don't look at me like that. It's not okay. my fault. I'm, just I'm from No, I wasn't saying that. <laughs> but we had human foosball, too. It was in a metal building, and you had to hold straps. Oh, like There were straps that you held above you. Oh. Yeah, so you didn't use so your hands. So it was different. Yeah, a little bit than the one at OBE. Oh, because the one at OBE, the pole slides back for so if your team needs to go yeah. to the right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, but anyway, so it's basically just life-size foosball. Okay, so there's that whole spiel. That's not even the point of this, but yeah. Nobody probably cares, but it's No, okay. I do miss the the human foosball. I hope my mom listens to this because, oh, and Laura, because they were yeah. like, we were big into human foosball, guys. Okay, so anyway, so that's church camp, and that's kind of a tidbit of our experiences, what it was like for us. Well, yeah. Um, okay, so we're just going to kind of dive right in. So, um, basically, we just want to talk about... The things that God showed us this week reminded us. I had um, some reminders, and I learned some things. Um, so, yeah. You did? I did. Oh, my gosh. Me, too. Anna read the first, like, three, so she doesn't have genuine reactions for these. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. You told me I could. Okay. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to? No, you can go first. Okay. So, my first one is a serious one. Um, and it said, well, I'm just going to read you what I wrote because, um, I could not figure out, I knew God had taught me stuff, but I could not think of anything at yeah. first because my brain was just fried. It's been, it was a long day. So, um, yesterday when I was looking at this. So anyway, 
Um, so I'm just going to read this first part. You reap what you sow. If you are genuine and honest, you will get genuine and honest reactions. So that's my point. And I also have a verse here that I um, thought of. And it says, don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the spirit, excuse me, will harvest everlasting life from the spirit. That's from Galatians chapter six, verses seven through nine. Um, so when I taught last week, um, so I taught the seventh, or sorry, not seventh. <laughs> I taught the 11th and 12th grade girls. Um, and usually they put 12th grade with, with the college, mm-hmm, but I think there was either, I don't know what happened, but anyway, I was glad I had them though. I was very, very glad I had them. So anyway, I ended up with both 11th and 12th grade girls. Um, but when I taught last week, I was, um, I was very genuine and honest. I just went in and so our, our camp theme or whatever was the gospel. So we were literally just presenting the gospel and we were breaking it down. Um, there's an app and um called life in six words mm-hmm. and the people who made that app and they have like a whole ministry um outside of just the app but anyway they have an acronym um for the gospel and it's g-o-s-p-e-l and each letter stands for something and it basically tells you well it explains how we are sinners and how mm-hmm. god came to save us and why he saved us go ahead Anna. oh i have it memorized Oh, go ahead. I can say it really quick. The G stands for God created us to be with him. O is our sin separates us from God. S is sin cannot be removed by good deeds. E is... P. Sorry. P is (laughs) paying the price for sin. Jesus died for us again. (laughs) E is eternal life. Wait. Eternal life can't... Oh, shoot. I was so confident. Because I said it to myself the other night as I was going to sleep. I didn't even, I hadn't even realized that I'd memorized it. I don't we went over it so many times. Yeah, I, well, I inadvertently I know just it too. subconsciously like. I know it did. too and I can't think of it. Oh, everyone who trusts in him alone has eternal life. And then the last one is life with Jesus begins now and starts forever. Okay. But it's a good way to witness to people. And oh, that, it is. That's the point they kept making. Yeah, so if you don't have that app, you should get it. Okay. So anyway, so, but each day, so we had three days of classes, um, in the mornings for about 45 minutes each. And, um, we just like, well, according to the outline that the guy who put together the lesson plans, um, he did, he had it set up where you do two acronyms or two letters of the acronym or whatever, um, each day. And you go into detail, like way in depth about it so that you could really touch on it and, and, um, you know, the, the kids get a lot out of it and they really understand what God is meaning through each one. Um, so, and yeah, but, um, so I did that. Sorry. My, my brain is, I got to refocus. Okay. So when I taught last, taught last week, um, we were talking about the gospel, right? And so we also, a lot of that is, um, those of us who taught, we, had to share parts of our testimony to really show them like, hey, this is really true and this is how it's really been true for my life. And so what I did was day one, or I guess day two technically, but Tuesday, um, I went in and I wrote, or I typed up my testimony. I didn't type every single detail. I just typed up like a front and back page in the, you know, not super small words. So like it wasn't a lot, but it was just what I felt led to tell them for their age and the things I had been put through and also the things that I had put myself through, um, sin-wise and all the things, um, that I did around their age. And so, um, they could really relate to it. And so I, I just told them my testimony. I was very genuine and honest about it because that's the best way to do it in my opinion. Um, and be, I wasn't expecting anyone at all, um, in my class to respond much to my testimony, if, if at all. And, um, but because of my genuine heart, my honesty, um, God really worked through that a lot. Um, I was really genuine and honest about my past. And even though it was incredibly hard to talk about, like it was really, really hard. I even told them, I said, y'all are gonna have to bear with me. This is really hard to talk about. Um, but I had a couple girls come to me to ask questions and talk to me about their, their own burdens, um, just on day one. And, um, in addition to that, because God speaks so loudly, um, and profoundly, through a genuine and honest heart. Um, I had multiple multiple girls um, that wanted to stay in touch with me after camp. Um, and they have been all week. I've been texting some of them and um, not all of them, but I do have some of their numbers and, and yeah. But anyway, um, a few of them have really been keeping in touch with me. So that's been a big thing. So you reap what you sow, whether it's good or bad. 
Um, and that wasn't like a toot on my own, you know, toot my own horn, but that was a, just a example. Like if you are just honest and genuine, God's going to work through that because no matter, you know, if you have to sh- spill the beans of your whole life, you know, that you don't want to tell anybody, um, he uses your testimony. So yeah, that was my first one. I'm glad you said that because one of the days I went, I went going to the class for the college aged people. Um, cause I'm college aged um even though i'm not in college but um we had one day the last day that we had class which was thursday um the leader of that class Stuart, um had us share write down our testimonies in about 200 words or so and share with like a little group we were put in and i held nothing back in Mm -hmm. my testimony Mm -hmm. and like the struggles i had been through and they were some very vulnerable struggles um very like struggles that i'm very ashamed of Mm -hmm. Well, I heard, like, in all the different groups, like, everyone was so honest, mm-hmm. which was, like, so refreshing. Yeah. Like, there were people who were struggling, like, um, like, who had had sex out of wedlock or who were struggling with pornography or um, other really, like, deep, like, issues that they are probably ashamed of. And yet they were so vulnerable and sharing that with it. And, like, we were in only groups in, like, of we were in groups of two or three or four, mm-hmm. but like for them to be that vulnerable and open and honest with each other. And then I was able to be vulnerable and open with my testimony. Um, and the two girls I was with in turn were as well. Um, and that's not super common. A lot of us just try to hide it cause we don't want to talk about it. Yeah. But I was like very impressed with yeah. how open everyone was. That's awesome. Um, I happen to know that a friend I went with like shared, a part of her testimony that she's never really shared with anyone except close friends, you Mm -hmm. know, like, um, but really it then was, I think it's very, um, freeing and when God tells us you have to share your burdens, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's not like a, like, Oh, Oh, woe is me. It's a, I, you know, I need to tell a community that's, that mm-hmm. believes the same as me, but who can also be strong for me when I need right? that strength. Cause Satan wants you to keep, he wants to keep you in that shame. Right. But yeah. like, you're not the only one who struggles with pornography. You're not the only one who struggles with self-harm. You're not the only one who has these struggles. You're yeah. not alone in them. And that doesn't make them like, okay. Right. That doesn't mean that your sin and the things you're ashamed of aren't like, that doesn't mean they're okay, but it does mean that you're not as like, for me, it means that I'm not as gross or disgusting or whatever as I really, as Satan wants me to think I am. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I get it. My sin is wretched, but because of Jesus, right. I'm covered in his blood. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can realize that, I don't know that I can have freedom in him and yeah. that I don't need to be ashamed because of his blood. So that's good. It was really, it was really cool. Another thing that the Lord really taught me this week was, well, really, he gave me this week, that week at camp, mm-hmm. um, last, I guess that was last week, mm-hmm. um, he gave me a reinvigorated um, passion for the gospel, mm-hmm. um, and it was through a 10-year-old girl who oh, goes wow. to my church. So on Thursday night, it was the last night, um, and that was really a big night, I feel like, for like, the, Lord, the Holy Spirit was really working that night. And I feel like it's typically that way, like, mm. the last night of church camp, um, at least from the years I've gone. Um, and anyway, there was one of the girls from my church down at the front just praying and crying. And I asked her, like, if what was wrong and everything. And she was telling me about how her mom's boyfriend and um, his kids aren't saved. And she was just, like, bawling. And, like, so broken over this. Like, this 10-year-old girl. Mm. And she's like, Miss Anna, can we talk outside? And I was like, yeah. And so we went, like, out the back. And we're sitting on the porch that's, like, the porch of the tabernacle where we meet and have our evening service. And um, she was like, I don't, you know, she was just telling me how she talks mainly to her boyfriend's son. Because I guess they're around the same age about Jesus. And um, he doesn't believe in him like as a living and active person now like or living an active god like he thinks of him as someone who lived you know thousands of years ago kind of thing and she was i don't know just to see her so brokenhearted over this and be like i I just want him to know jesus so he can be with him forever like i am like i'm going to be Um, like and yeah just she made me cry too because just like to see her so 
heartbroken over this was really convicting for me um, and very touching for me because like when was the last time I was that broken over the lost people in my life? Mm, that's a good point. When was the last time I was so broken over him? Like I, I was crying and just calling out to the Lord on their behalf, you know? Um, so that was just very sobering to me to see this 10 year old little girl who has such a heart for, um, these people that she loves. And I don't know. Um, I talked to her mom about it. Um, cause her mom, her mom's a Christian and she was telling me that, um, she came to visit on Wednesday night. Cause like the church, the church can like other members of the church come usually on Wednesday nights to visit and have like a family night. Oh, oh, yeah, at church camp. At church camp. Yeah. And um, her mom came with her Wednesday night, and I guess um, she had taken her daughter up to the front and said, you know, and prayed with her for these family members. And that started a fire and, like, a reignited passion in this little girl. Mm-hmm. And then the next night, she took some of her friends up there, and she was praying with them. And then, like, I got to pray with her, and it's just amazing. And she's 10. <laughs> and she's 10. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the Lord really just, like, lit a fire in her this week, I think. Um, and that in turn, like helped her friends and then helped me. And like, I went home and I told my mom about it and my mom started crying and she was like, man, like that's so convicting to me, like this 10 year old little girl. And so, um, it makes me think of that verse and I think it's first Timothy four twelve, that says, let, uh, do not wait. Look it up. Look, Look it up, it Sarah. Up. I got it. Um, yeah. Let no one despise your youth, but set the belief or. Let, let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. Right. Yeah. And just because she's young, so young doesn't mean she doesn't have a testimony or an impact on those around her. Um, so that was just very touching to me, very eye-opening to me. Mm-hmm. So really the good. Lord really used this little girl in my life this week, last week. <laughs> and probably for the rest of your life, you'll remember her in for certain things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, I – and every time I see her, because um, she goes to my church, yeah. and so I'll see her pretty consistently and just – I don't know. It's amazing. So my next one is um, because God is who he is, he doesn't need very long to build lasting and strong relationships, especially if they're genuine, you know, because mm-hmm. um, genuine – gen – how do you say that? Gen – you and new gen genuine you know what we're saying here when <laughs> that word being genuine um <laughs> are you looking at it yeah. okay it's well, gonna bother me i'm sorry the word that anna's about to present to us what was i even gonna say now dang but anyway being genuine um is what builds lasting and strong relationships. You can't have a lasting and strong relationship if you don't have genuinity. That word. Genuinity. That doesn't even sound right either, but that word. No, genuinity, because you're genuine. Genuinity. 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 Okay, so that (laughs) is what builds the strong relationships. I do think the more grammatical correct way to say it is genuineness. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So that... That was the whole thing. But anyway, that is what caused, that is what builds lasting and strong relationships. Because if you're fake or you're not really all in, it's not going to be strong. No. Um, And if you don't put that person before you, I mean, well, that's like a whole different thing. But anyway, if you don't put that person before you in many ways, then, um, and you're just selfish in your friendship with that person or in whatever relationship it is with that person, um, then it's not going to be strong. So anyway, so there's that. Um. But my whole reason behind this and why how God taught me this was I was able to build lasting and already, and I'm not going to go into details because it's not my business to tell, but already very strong relationships with a couple of these girls um, because God worked through me. Um, and just literally, I was thinking about it, two hours and 15 minutes. That's it mm-hmm. with the class time. That's it. It's all it took. And God did. I... Like I said, I'm not going to go into detail, but he did. He surpassed any expectation I could have had mm-hmm. in just two hours and 15 minutes of me teaching their class. And so, because God is who he, who he is, he doesn't need very long to do that. No, he, he just needs a genuine heart, an honest heart, and he needs you to be willing to be flexible and also just be bold. 
that's the hard part, but you just need to be bold. No, it's true though. I had a similar experience in that, like playing a different role. I was, I went as a sponsor. And so I was more so like in charge of like the different girls in our church. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact again, that in such, in one short, like in just like four and a half days total, mm-hmm. not even that, not even really, I'd say more like three and a half altogether. Well, four, four. Yeah. Four days. Yeah. We'll say four. That makes, <laughs> that makes sense. Anyway, four days time. Um, how quickly you can form bonds with these girls. And for me, you know, it was, well, both of us, it was our, it was the girls we were over. Um, and just how willing they are. Um, if you are authentic with them, mm-hmm. that they, they're willing to do the same, right? If you're vulnerable with them, they're willing to do the same. And the Lord can do so much with that. Um, there was one night, the last night, again, Thursday night wasn't amazing. No, no, this was Wednesday night. Wednesday night, um, the, one of the other sponsors who was, um, with our group, female sponsors, she gave the devotional that night. So at our camp, we usually have a cabin devotional right before bedtime. Mm -hmm. Um, and so my friend Jessica gave the devotional that this particular night and she talked about, um, John chapter eight, the woman at the well, not the woman at the well, the woman caught in adultery. Mm -hmm. Um, and she really used that to share the gospel and just express to these girls that like God can take our sins, um, and completely wipe them away and that once you become like a child of god when he looks at you he doesn't see your sin mm-hmm. he only sees jesus's blood covering you right um and so then we wrote down our worst sin and we burned it in a metal trash can oh that's awesome it was really good it yeah. was so good sorry no it's okay that's well good. afterwards um jessica opened it up to the girls and said if any of y'all want to stay behind um, cause we did this outside for safety. <laughs> we, like, we did not do I was this in actually, the cabin. I was actually wondering about that. We did that. not do it in the cabin. I was like, dang, they let you no, do no, that? No, no, no. We did it in like a little pavilion right outside our cabin, like gazebo thing. A wooden pavilion. I'm just kidding. <laughs> actually, it was metal with a concrete slab oh. for the floor. Okay? okay. Okay. Um, although it did have wooden benches. That's okay. Um, but we did it like in the middle. Anyway. Um, and so she asked if like any of the girls wanted to stay behind. Um, and talk, and there are three girls who stayed behind, and there were three female sponsors. And oh my gosh, you guys, the way the Lord orchestrated that for each of us, we like eat all three of us were speaking to the exact right girls. And we also, we asked them, like, is there anyone specific, like, if there's anyone specific that any of the three of y'all want to talk to, like, that's fine. And none of them moved, and so we all just kind of took the girl that was closest to us. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, the and Holy Spirit ex- like executed that perfectly. Executed that perfectly. Yeah, I said that right. <laughs> um, but really, the girl that talked to Jessica was going through a very similar experience to something that Jessica experienced in high school, and she was able to counsel her through that. And then the girl who talked to me was having um, a lot of like um, mental health struggles and things like that. And, um, I've had those in the past as well. And so I was able to talk with her about that. Um, and then one of the other girls who was talking to Miss Michelle, the other lady who went with us, um, like she had a struggle that Miss Michelle was able to help her through. And so like, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just incredible. That is cool. Like the way that the Lord orchestrated that because, oh my gosh, we could just relate to these three girls so well. And, um, really it was very scary because like, I think the, a big lesson for me is that um, sometimes you really do just have to leave things in the Holy Spirit's hands because all three of these girls, well, except for the third one, she was struggling with salvation and she wound up getting saved mm. that week. So that Friday morning, yeah, that's um, which oh, is wow. amazing. But um, the other two, they were both going through, like they're both already saved, but they're just going through struggles um, that you can't help them with tangibly, mm. especially because both of them were actually girls that don't come to our church. They just like know people in our church and came to camp through them. Um, and so like to not be able to like physically walk them through these things or like be able to see them every week at church, church and check up on them is so hard. Um, and so really like number one, I had to ho- rely on the Holy Spirit in the moment when I was counseling with the girl I was with. And just be like, Holy Spirit, give me the right words to say to her, to comfort her, to help her. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and then number two, um, just like reminding her to rely on him in the future because I can't be there with her. Okay. And like she personally doesn't have a very good support system. Um, and so, I don't know. It's just hard when you can't help them in the moment. 
And afterwards, after um, the girls went to bed, Jessica and I actually um, sat out in the pavilion and Jess just cried. And I did too a little bit because like realizing the gravity and the weight of what these girls are going through, but not being able to do anything to really help them. Like, I mean, we could get their numbers and communicate with them. I'm not saying that, you know, there's not options, but um, the fact that they both live a little bit further away and we're not able to like walk through these things with them every day or weekly. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's really when you just have to rely on the Holy Spirit that he loves them. And oh my gosh, just being reminded of how much more I might love these girls, but the Lord loves them so much more, so much insurmountably more than I ever could. Mm-hmm. Right. And he has yeah. a perfect plan for both of them. And so I don't know. I feel like I rambled a little bit there, no, but that was, good. that was just something that the Lord taught me was it's in his hands and he's going to take care of it. And like, there's times when all you can do is rely on the Holy Spirit in the moment to give you the right words to say and say those words, like whatever he commands you to say to them, say those words. And then you just, only, all you can really do is pray for them from there on out, you know? Yeah. I, cool. I, I like picking back, piggybacking off yeah. of you. There you go. Hope well, I got another fun. one. And um, you kind of already touched base with this without even using these words. Um, but listening, this is something that, another one that I was reminded of last week. Listening is just as important and sometimes more important than giving advice. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I knew this, but like I really experienced it a lot last week and actually this week um, with those girls because I've been talking to them still. So, yeah. And I don't really have, like, a story on that. It's just something that God showed me was listening is just as important and sometimes more important than giving advice. Sometimes you may have that advice. Mm -hmm. Um, There are many times where someone has been talking to me about something and I know exactly what they're going through because I've been right there through it Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. But sometimes, and this is where you have to, sorry, that's annoying me. There's a fly. Um, Sometimes, though, you really have to listen to the Holy Spirit to tell you when to just not talk. Yeah. Because sometimes, even though you have that experience and you could really tell them like, hey, well, this is what I did and this, and this helped. Many times you need to tell them those things. But then there are also many times where you just need to shut your mouth and don't say anything because mm-hmm. they just need to get it off their chest. And God, as you get stuff off your chest, many times God will show you through you venting about what you're going through to him. He will show you mm-hmm. what you need to be shown as you're venting to him. Um, you just have to let it all out and get it all off your chest sometimes. So sometimes it's more important to just sit there and listen as a Christian friend or a Christian mentor or whatever position you're in in that case and just be like, Hey, I understand. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's it. Point blank. You don't have to say, I understand because you just say, I understand. And if they want to know how you understand, they'll ask you hopefully, you know, but sometimes Mm -hmm. you don't need, you don't need to go into detail. It's yeah. not about you. It's about you sitting there and listening to them and just serving them by listening. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Because that's how I felt when I was talking to this young lady on Wednesday night. Last Wednesday night, there was a lot of her story that I couldn't relate to. Yeah. And I didn't know. And I, and I might have had some good, like, practical advice to give her. But really, I think I, I did allow the Holy Spirit to lead and not, like, to toot my own horn. But, like, I really, I was nervous as heck on what I was supposed to say to her. So I had to let the Holy Spirit lead. And really what he had me do was validate her Mm -hmm. and just let her know that she's so valid in her struggles and that Jesus understands and that he's in them with her. Yeah. And that's all I was really able to say to her. And that I did understand some of them, like um, some of the other things she was struggling with, but like her family situation, I can't relate to her at all, you know? And so all I can do is like remind her that like, Jesus is the great high priest who is able to sympathize with us and that he sympathizes with her and then just listen and support her through that, you know? Yeah, that's good. Okay. Um, so going back kind of to letting the Holy Spirit lead, um, yeah, it has to do with that. So one of the other counselors I was with, um, she had never led someone to Christ before and she was really nervous about that. And on Wednesday night, Thursday night, Wednesday night, Wednesday night, we had a young lady who wanted to get saved. And so I told her about it. And I was like, hey, this girl wants to get saved. And she's like, okay, well, take them to Matthew, which is our youth pastor. <laughs> is this who I, yeah. is this a person I know? Yeah. Okay, yes. Yeah. And um, and I was like, okay, why? Does Matthew want to talk to him? And she was like, well, yeah, I think so. <laughs> and I was like, okay, but like, why can't you and I 
Yeah. Whatever. And so I did. Well, it turns out later that night we were getting Matthew's jar. Did I say Matthew was the youth pastor? And I like, think you yeah. did. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. I I repeat myself. Just to make it clear. Um, Later that night we went to the hub, which is like... They have like snacks and food. And yeah. It's like a concessions, but nicer. Yeah. <laughs> and we were sitting inside... And uh, this girl got saved, by the way, which is amazing. Like, this girl who goes to our church. And Matthew was like, by the way, why did you guys have me out there, like, when you were witnessing to her? Or, like, when you were leading her through the gospel? And I was like, wait, I thought you wanted us to. And he was like, no. He's like, I thought y'all could have handled it. Oh, that's funny. And I was like, yeah. Okay, well, I mean, I'm not saying I could have handled it in my own power. But I guess I've at least had experience with leading people to Christ. Yeah, and um, it is scary. And it, no, very scary. Yeah. But I just I felt confident through the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that I would be able to do it. Yeah, and like the girl, <laughs> she kind of got embarrassed or whatever. Well, on our way back to the cabin that night, I what I kind of I really exhorted her, like not in a like bashing her kind of way, but I was like, here's the deal. Yeah. Like, the Lord gives us a spirit of fear, or does not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of self-control and a sound mind. And, like, you don't need to worry about what he, like, how the Holy Spirit is going to work. Because he's, you're not, you're not supposed to do his job. Like, yeah. all you need to do is present the gospel. You open your mouth and he speaks. Exactly. Basi- I mean, basically. <laughs> exactly. And I guess I've had more experience with that than she has, especially when it comes to sharing the gospel with somebody. And I've gotten to lead someone, to, like, I've gotten to be there when someone got saved and, like, I led them to Christ and everything. Because I worked at a summer camp in Texas last summer. Um, but anyway, I was like... I exhorted her. Well, then that Friday morning, she was the one who led that one girl who was struggling with her salvation to Christ by herself. That's cool. (laughs) Right? And so, like, I'm just saying, like, the Holy Spirit, man, you really don't have to worry about what you're going to say because in in his timing, he'll lead you. Yeah. And I kept telling her, like, who told you you could do it? Who told you you could do it? I knew she could do it. Yeah. That's awesome. That's cool. So, you know who you are if you're listening to this. I'm sorry I kind of called you out, but... (laughs) I know who you are, too. <laughs> she did call you out. But you know what? I'll smack her for you. No. Um, that is really cool. <laughs> God's really cool. I don't have anything to say. Drop the mic. So, ready for the next one? No. Yes, I am. Okay. Just joking. So, I have one that's kind of, well, it is um, light, two lighthearted ones. So, I'm going to do the serious one, and then I'll do the two lighthearted. <laughs> so, um, thinking of others this is my last serious one. Thinking of others only is one of the most rewarding things you could ever experience. It's unnatural, but it's also so amazing to experience it once you experience it. So the reason I say this, I'll explain it. Last week, I was just in partially survival mode because I was with my son. I was not a sponsor at a church. My mom and I, um, we do both go to two different churches, me and my mom, but, um, we are those churches don't go to this camp but because we've gone to this camp basically our whole lives both of us we just wanted to keep going Mm -hmm. because we felt led to so now our roles are not like in a local church going to this camp as sponsors or anything it's just the two of us and my son now um and um anyway so obviously my role is different from Anna's at camp last week but anyway so um I was thinking about my son the whole time naturally because I'm his mom but also um, I was thinking about these girls that I was teaching. I've taught before, but not at camp. And I hadn't taught that age before. And so that was new for me as well. And so, um, I was just thinking about really wanting to impact these girls in the best way that I can just allow God to like speak through me and, and, you know, see what happens or whatever. But I really was just focusing on them and my son. And I didn't realize this, but the entirety of that week, all I did was think about other people. Mm. Like, I didn't even think about myself. And I it's not like I was even intentionally like, oh, I don't need to be selfish this week. No, it was like I was just, like I said, partially in survival mode <laughs> because yeah. I had a 10-month teething boy. But also because I was teaching and because I was teaching in a new, like this was that part of it because of their age and, you know, high school girls and blah, blah, blah. And at church camp, you know, all that was new. That's, I was focusing on that a lot, mm-hmm. as I should have been anyway because you need to focus on the class you're teaching. Um, but... So I just didn't realize it until literally yesterday when I was thinking about what I was going to talk about today and the things that God taught me. But for a, a whole week, yeah. I feel like that's a long time. No, that is. Because I can't even go a day without thinking about myself. Yeah. You know, I can't go a few minutes without thinking about myself. 
But for some reason, the Holy Spirit really just helped me out, I guess. Because I, re- like, I, I wasn't mean because I didn't even mean to, yeah. you know. Um, so I really think it was just the Holy Spirit. And maybe to show me this, you know, maybe to make this point during this podcast. I don't mm-hmm. know. But the whole week or the whole four or five days or whatever, I thought about other people only. Yeah. About my son, my mom even, because it was really hot outside and she was in charge of bingo and like I just, you know, walking back and forth to the cabin and stuff. And then also the girls and, and everyone as a whole at camp, but especially those three spots. And so when I was thinking about it, I was like, man, in some ways this was a really hard year at camp for me. Um, but also this was the most rewarding one. Yeah. And I realized it it was because all I did was think about other people mm-hmm. and their spiritual well-being. Wow. And that was it. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, take that as you want. But, you know, that was, I think, the biggest lesson for me. So, yeah. And I'll quickly, well, do you have any more serious ones? Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, no, first of all, that was really good. Um, man, and I mean, I'm not saying... I probably thought about myself a little more maybe than you did. But it is amazing the focus that the Holy Spirit gives you uh-huh. when you're faced with these kind of situations. Yes. Um, and I will say, for me, my, my mindset was a lot more focused spiritually. Yeah. And on and on the spiritual, well, on my own spiritual well-being as well as the spiritual well-being of yeah. others. Way more than it is in my normal life. And then, I guess, my, I have one more serious one. Um, and that is that, like, the devil will try to steal your joy so fast. Mm. So you have to be really sober and vigilant because, oh, my gosh, he will do everything he can to make you disconcerted and to make you frustrated at um, at yourself as well as, like, the other people that you're supposed to be serving with. Mm. Because that happened to me a couple weeks. And so that's – and that way I was kind of selfish because I think this, that Satan really tried to use that to distract me this week. Yeah. Um, by causing little mini frustrations with um, the other people that went as sponsors in my church even. Um, and not even, like, major things, but just, like, little ways that their anxiety would rub off on me or little ways that they would irritate me um, or little ways that, you know, I thought we could do things better than the way we were doing. And it wasn't much. But I think one specific one was Friday morning. Um, we were really stressed because we didn't – they they kind of changed the schedule last minute on when we would have our closing assembly. Yes, they did. That's why we were late. And my, my – I, I was in the cabin with 26, I think 26, 27, like third through fifth grade girls, third through sixth grade girls. Yeah. Our cabin was not clean. Yeah. And, and usually your cabin is supposed to be clean before closing assembly. Yeah. Well, breakfast was at eight. Closing assembly was at nine. Our cabin was nowhere near ready. Yeah. To be, to leave. Um, and we had no idea. Originally the closing assembly was supposed to be at 1030. Yeah. So we thought we'd have plenty of time to clean. Like, oh, it's not a big deal. No, it, it <laughs> was a big deal. And, um, that was the same morning that this other sponsor I went with led that girl to Christ. Mm-hmm. And on the way home from camp, she was just expressing to me how we are both so stressed and frustrated. Um, like not even like for specific reasons, like at the people serving with us, but you know, you just little things rise up and yeah. you're like, or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Whenever there's hiccups in your day, it just, <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. And she was saying how she was really upset that Satan had kind of stolen her joy that she could have gotten to experience in that moment, not because of anything she had done, but like, the glory of the fact that this, like, another soul has been brought to Christ and that she got to be the vessel that the Holy Spirit used to lead that girl to Christ. Mm-hmm. And she didn't even really get to revel in it or enjoy it because we were so stressed about, like, making sure our cabin was cleaned up and we were ready to go. And it can be so hard to put that, like, because you can, you can shove the devil out of your mind. But mm-hmm. also, it's really hard in the moment sometimes mm-hmm. to recognize that and get over your frustration. Yeah. And... To take every thought captive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there are a couple times this week that, like, Satan really tried to suck the joy out of me. And I lost my focus for a minute. Um, mm. But for me, really, um, big moments of refocus were during the worship specifically. Like, the worship session or the worship part of our, like... You mean the song service part? Yeah, song yeah. service part of our evening sessions. Man. Because, like, when you're, when you're singing praises to the Lord... 
Mm-hmm. It's really hard to be focusing on yourself and your own problems. Mm-hmm. And, like, I would get so frustrated and that I would have had experience, like, the stress of trying to get my girls out of the cabin and ready for the evening service and the church group time on time and the dinner on time and the evening service on time and blah, 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 blah. There's a million problems all the time, you know, because we had, like, my church wound up taking, I think, like, 81 kids. Hmm. So there are about 40-something girls and... um only three women sponsors. Only three women sponsors. Yeah. Let me check the at four. But one of our women sponsors has two young kids. And so um, she was in the family cabin with them. But anyway, um, the Lord really did use, like, he, he had to refocus me several times, I will admit. Like, um, but it was so powerful the way that he did. Because when you're singing out praises to him with, like, over 400, almost 500 other people, mm-hmm. like, you can't help but just... To at least recognize, hey, everybody's singing to God. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you can't... Yeah. Yeah. And so there was one night in particular. I can't remember which night it was. I think it was maybe, like, Wednesday night. And we sang Living Hope. Mm-hmm. And I just bawled because, like, realizing the weight and the gravity of what Jesus has done for me, like... Satan is going to get in there so quickly and try to distract you, especially when you're doing work for the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you really have to be sober and you have to take every thought captive and um, refocus yourself or like pray for the Holy Spirit to help you refocus. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Well, I have two lighthearted. Okay, good. Because they were, these were big ones for me. So um, as I mentioned, my kid was with me. So here we go. <laughs> Here's my first one. Gravel roads are terrible for pitching or pitching. I put pitching, pushing. Sorry, I typed pitching. Gravel roads are terrible for pushing a kid in a stroller every day for almost a week. That was awful. Yeah, awful. And I did it for just a few minutes. I, yeah, was it was ready maybe to, like it was maybe like only like 10, 15 minutes. And not I even. Already, I was already. Yeah, like, mm. it was done. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was not fun. There was one day I remember my husband was visiting. Um, he had to work. So, like, he, he took off a day, though, so that he could be there and hang out or whatever. Well, actually, two days. Um, but one day of those two days, he was there. And he had my son in the cabin. And it was Thursday. So, I was walking back to the cabin because I was somewhere else. And the walk there without a child, without the weight of anything on me, just me, myself, and I, it literally took maybe half the time that oh, it took no. to push the stroller. I'm not kidding. I just flew right through. Oh, it was also the hottest week of the summer. Oh, yeah. I don't know if we mentioned that. It was that, like 100 but... degrees every day. Yeah. Literally 100 degrees. Not yeah. even like 90 felt like 100. It was literally it 100 It was 100, degrees. 101, 102 every yes, day. Yes, every day. And so, yeah. So, that was, that was hard. <laughs> and then... Um, my second one is also about my child. Um, a kid teething at church camp is going to cause more exhaustion for you than the, than you thought you would have. Oof. Because my son has been kind of slowly starting to teeth, but it's been, he's kind of a late bloomer compared to some kids when it comes to teething. And so like, like for instance, my cousin, her daughter has been teething since she was like five months and she has like a Mm -hmm. mouthful of teeth and she's a year old now. She just turned a year. My son has like... Two teeth that have popped, three teeth that have popped through, and another one trying to. That's it. So, like, the fact that literally two teeth came in in two nights at church camp of all weeks, that was rough. My mom, I felt bad for her, but she was a trooper because um, I just had to be up with him because he was just crying and crying. And, you know, I, I obviously gave him numbing stuff and whatnot. Um, and he also had a really runny nose that began at the end of the week. So, like, he just couldn't breathe on top of his mouth hurting. Mm. And so... We didn't get much sleep those past those last couple of days. Um, on top of already being tired from walking all over, being involved in things, and it just being hot. Yeah, I was very tired. Yeah. Um. Yeah. See, and I bet like one teething ten month old is probably about equivalent to twenty. Three. <laughs> <20 laughs> now imagine, imagine <laughs> one ten month old teething with two teeth that pop through all at once. Oh my gosh! Maybe that's forty girls. I will say, uh, <laughs> for those without children at church camp, earplugs, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Miss Michelle had some extra earplugs, and she let me borrow them, and I think it was um. On Thursday, we have quiet time every day after lunch for 30 minutes. But it's not really fully quiet oh, time. Oh, no. It never is fully quiet time when you have children in there. But I popped those earplugs in, <laughs> and I took a nap for, like, it was probably about an hour and 15 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
Yeah. I've never been able to do that. I'm no, not I never have it here yeah. before either. So I was like, ooh. I was kind of embarrassed of myself when I woke up. I was like, <laughs> how, what the heck? It's like almost three. How did this happen? Yeah. Um, But no, uh, rest is so important too. And I oh bar- gosh, we yes. both barely got any for different reasons. Yeah. Um, I swear the girls in my cabin had to get up to pee like every five minutes <laughs> all throughout the night. Well, you also have 40 girls, so. Yeah, but yeah. no, they, they, no, they did not need to pee that, but they were getting up and going and talking like in the, the bathroom. Like the same girls? Yeah. Oh, They would okay. get up and go talk in the bathroom. And oh. so that was on night one. And on night two, I was like, girls, if you have to go potty, go potty right now. Yeah. Because I'm not, I'm not, because my, my bedroom's right next to the bathroom, so. Yeah. That's frustrating. But also, I can't wait to go back next year. Yeah. I can wait. It's just a little bit longer. I didn't mean to hit you. But I'm very excited for it because, like I said, this was one of the hardest ones yet. But it was also the most rewarding in a lot of ways. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That was a good note to end on. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, if you guys can relate to this, let us know. You can go to our website. Plug that in. Mm -hmm. Oh, and also, if anyone knows um, what the right word is, like genuinity or genuineness, like please let us know. Let us know. Are there any grammar teachers out there listening to this or something? Anna and I are both good at grammar. I know. I I don't understand. But that's not a word I come across very often. No. Genuinity. Genuine. That doesn't sound right. It does to me. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Okay. Okay. Whatever. Anyway. Well, well, what's the other one? Genuineness. Because you can be disingenuous. Your mom's gonna go to our contact page and message. She it. was an English minor. She might. Connie, know. go to our go to our contact page on our website. Tell us what we need. To Please know. help us, mom. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Go check out our uh, Instagram page at worship underscore warrior underscore lifestyle, and then our email. If you just want to straight up email us um, to contact us, is worship warrior lifestyle at gmail and our website is www.worshipwarriorlifestyle.com. Wow. <laughs> there you go. Um, and we do have a YouTube channel coming out um, consistently every other week also. Ah! <laughs> um, I don't know why I did that. Toward the end of September. So it's coming up. Mid, oh mid to late gosh. September. I don't remember the exact day I have. It's not in my head, but it's on my calendar. <laughs> so. That's where it really matters. Yeah. So look out for that. Go to our Instagram page to know all of those things. So yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. Peace out. Girl Scout. Um, And Boy Scouts. Oh, yeah. And if you're a boy, Boy Scout.